0: Hi everyone, this is Jen Kesnick and you're listening to UBU and I'll Be Me. And today I have my friend Jeannie Brady on. Hi Jeannie. Hi Jen. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So we were supposed to do it last week, but in order of, you know, because of the events that occurred, we decided that it would be appropriate to push it off a little. And so thank you for rescheduling with me.
1: Nope, my pleasure. It was important. So you are the
0: owner of American Muscle Studio in Riverhead. Yes. Um, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about how you got into this business and how long you've been doing it and where you are and all that good stuff.
1: Okay, thanks. Uh, I got into the business, I was in my very early 20s and I knew that I wanted like flexibility So, of my time and my profession. So I became a part-time bank teller. And decided the other part time of my life could be devoted to teaching classes and exercise. And um, I lived in Greenport at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was it was just great. It was like a dream because I worked like, I think at the bank, I was only working like six, day, six hours a day, three days a week. And then teaching classes like early in the morning or after uh, afternoons. So... That's kind of where it started, but it was more out of not necessarily the love for fitness as it was for the love to have flexibility, yeah, and control of my time. That's true. Got to um, start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I've been I've been working professionally as a trainer for twenty six years. I think I remember
0: taking, <laughs> and you did every class. Yes, because I think I I took spin classes from you way back in the day, Pilates classes way back in the day. Yes, um, just about everything. And um, they're great. You're an awesome teacher. I love your you. cues in Pilates because that's very... Pilates, you really specifically have to have those clues to do it right. Yeah. Because I think when I was younger and I'd take different classes, I'm like, I don't really know what this is doing. Right. And then I started going to uh, the studio in Riverhead and um, you guys, you and Lori, um, have the best clues, cues, and it really... Makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. Lori's amazing. Lori is, I feel like, one of the best trainers I've ever encountered. Um, but, yeah, I do. I think that we make a really good team. Yeah. We have amazing clientele that are really eager to learn how to have that connection with their body and to be able to understand that so much of what they put into it, and if they're really paying attention to the the right form or the right focus, like you say, like knowing those those little nuances, those mm-hmm. those uh, perfect cues, make such a difference. You're yeah. already working out anyway. It already hurts anyway, so you might right. as well just make it work. Really do it the right way, and Why then not? see the results that you can yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, Lori kicks your butt. I know, <laughs> like no other. Like no other. I was like,
0: whoa, what is this? <laughs> um, and when I first started going to Lori's class, I was telling because I was t- talking to my friends the other day, and I was like, you guys, when the Pilates studio opens back up, you know, we have to start going again. Because I brought some friends. Remember last year? Yeah, where, like, no,
1: you always had it. You you had like. There was always, like, another crew coming with I'm like, you. come on. Yeah, check this love out. That. Yeah, we And
0: uh, my friend was like, yeah, but you're really good at it. I don't <laughs> want to. You're, you're good at it. And I was like, I started out looking like a turtle flipped over on its shell. <laughs> I really didn't start out good at it. It's just consistency. That's it. And putting the work in. Yeah. As with every single thing in life. Yeah. And this sort of touches on what I originally called you about to come do this podcast um, because I watched your Facebook live. Was it like two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. And I loved what you were talking about and you were talking about so many great things but the first thing that you really started off with was finding out what your soul's purpose is. Yes. And how you're working with a business coach. Yeah. And that was the question that He or she asked you to delve deep in and Mm -hmm. really think about it and figure it out. Yeah. So from your starting out with just wanting to be in a flexible job to really having this be your soul's purpose. And I don't know if you remember, it was two weeks ago, but um, you were saying to live with joy and abundance and to be an example to others Mm -hmm. of
1: having that in their lives too. Yeah. And I think... um... If, you know the way that this weaves into fitness and what i've done with my life for all of these years i do believe that for such a long time i was just going with it because it felt great to go to the studio and to work with somebody and to watch them encounter or, or uh, experience those breakthroughs mm-hmm. <clears throat> where they were able to do something they weren't able to do or they could button their pants and feel so happy about yeah. that, like it that's, might. Sound... That's major. By it the is way. major. <laughs> I, I, and and I think I am at an age now and a stage where I understand that those things that we might think are little or superficial, they really make up how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. And when we can feel better about ourselves, in anyway, even those little ways, wow, my pants fit. Yeah. We're just better. I agree. We're happier. I agree. I had this
0: crazy um, thyroid issue that I just got to the bottom of a year ago. But for like five years, my whole endocrine system was like shot and not working. So therefore I was gaining weight. I mean, I was hardly eating because I was like so freaked out that I was gaining so much weight. And then I realized that it, there was something wrong, and I got my you know, thyroid medication adjusted, and I righted the ship, and I lost like 30 pounds. Wow. And I was telling myself for the three years that I was 30 pounds overweight, I was telling myself, like, whatever, I'm older. It's no big deal. It's fine. It's totally fine. This is just the way it is. And then as soon as I healed myself um, through working with this amazing doctor in Aquabog, Um, And I started to like get back to my fighting weight and feeling better and not feeling so lethargic and, you know, just being more aware and in focus. And I was like, oh, thank God, this is so much better.
1: Yeah. It's so much
0: better to not worry about, oh, God, what am I going to wear to that? Where am I going to go? I don't want to do this. And I think that even though it starts out with I want to look better essentially it turns into, I feel better about everything in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about that too. Like it's really, oh, I
1: loved your analogy. Do you remember um, to the radio and turning the dial? Yes. Yeah. That was powerful. And I I had honestly heard that analogy just that morning. Um, We get so, like we, reality. We think that reality is reality because it's what, has always been, and mm-hmm. it's what's in front of us. But it's it's really what we've been programmed first from our parents and then from probably, you know, possibly our partner, spouse. Um, these conditions that we think are reality are not necessarily reality. Like what is, why do we have to look at something that's so bad or so upsetting and say, you know, that's just the way that it is. That's right. always the way that it is. You know, I I am like this because my grandmother was like this and then my mother was like this and yeah, to know me is to love me, that's the way it is. Yeah, but I think that we if we can just understand that we have so so much more control over our reality and like being literally in this moment, we can't keep looking back and saying, "Oh, but, you know, I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and I, that's where I lived for my whole life. So why do you think that I can make anything better? Like that, that's our old story and we need to be willing to take the steps to make and create our own new story. So what I had heard is you can turn the radio on and You know, maybe it's like I hate EDM, I can't stand it. So if I turn the radio on in my car and EDM is blasting, I'm not just gonna yell at my radio and say like, stop playing that, I don't (laughs) like that. Like I turned on the radio, now it's my job to tune the dial so that I can hear something that's much more pleasing to me. So if you're seeing something, looking at something that you don't like and it makes you feel like crap. It gives you this, stirs up these emotions that just don't feel good. It's your responsibility to look at something that does make you feel a little bit better. Right. And that's a a hard thing because some people challenge me on that. And they're like, no. I used to
0: say, um, change the default mechanism in your brain. You know, if you see something as always half empty, pain in the ass, you know, hard. Like, just change that perception. Mm -hmm. Change the default mechanism to be more positive. And it takes practice yes it doesn't just happen like you have to practice doing that yes and it has to
1: be little it has to be like the tiniest little step because especially as we're older the more conditioned that we are to see something a certain way to think like you know something simple oh my god it's such a pain i have to take the garbage out i have to god such a pain okay so like just think like I'm happy that I get to get the garbage out of my house today. Just, like, think of, like, little steps that you can take to pivot it to something that's a little bit more pleasant or a little bit less unpleasant.
0: Right. I mean, because, I mean, let's face it, you have to go through hard things. Yeah. Everybody does. You have to go through hard things. But it's, you know, your willingness to, like you said, um, being comfortable, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, hard stuff's going to come at us constantly. Look at this life that we're living in. Look yeah. at this world that we're living in. It's constantly going to be difficult. And it's up to us whether we're going to sit there and scream no or okay, let's let's face this, let's figure it out. And I think having that mindset of um, being someone who works out hard is very helpful. Yeah. In a hard life, you know. Yeah. No matter what you think your hard life is, everybody everybody has something everybody has something everybody gone through something
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and transformation like you were saying in your video which by the way um where can they people find you on facebook
1: yeah uh genie brady Jeannie is my brady. name okay um and yeah that video, that is, video on is on facebook Jeannie brady
0: yeah um because you talk about you know how transformation is a scary thing and you know people fear what they don't know right and um and it's hard for someone, especially like someone who's not used to working out with a trainer or even at a gym or taking a private class or a Pilates class, um, it's hard to start. Yes. Especially at this stage of the game where it's like, I'll just go for a walk because I don't want to go to a new place and meet new people and everyone's going to judge me and da, da 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 And the great thing about your studio is that it is so no-judge. And everybody there is supportive of each other. And I think that comes
1: right from you guys. Thank you. I I learned a long time ago when my daughter was very, very young that <clears throat> as the leader, the instructor, Lori and I as a team, like we really do have to set the tone mm-hmm. for what is acceptable or unacceptable. And um, I've been in a lot of places where I felt that it was really unwelcoming. Yeah. And intimidating. I've been in some of those places with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we did work together in a whole nother life, but I never want people to feel that way because it's so hard to, to, like you said, to take that first step. So if you were courageous enough to reach out for a consultation, to make that phone call, to book that class, then you need to know that you're coming to a place that's safe and that we're there, not just to help you look better or be healthier physically, but also psychologically, too. Yeah. And when you're
0: speaking about finding your soul's purpose and realizing it is to be an inspiration to other people. Oh, sorry. 12 o'clock whistle. Hold on. on the bus.
1: And then. Okay. Sorry
0: about that. That was uh, the 12 o'clock whistle that yep. we still have in our little town <laughs> to alert the farmers to come in from the fields to have lunch. But we don't need that anymore. But oh, well, wow. it's yeah. cute. It's quaint. It is. So talking about your soul's purpose, I loved that part um, because I think that it is so important, especially in these times of what just occurred, um, you know, if you have to love what you do or it's not going to make you happy and it's going to make you a resentful or or bad person. Right. You know, if you have a calling for something, Mm -hmm. you have to follow it. And if you don't have a calling for that, don't do it. Right. Because every police officer should want to protect and serve. Yes. Every teacher should love children. You know, every social worker should want to truly help people. Yeah. Um, And even in like the stuff that we do, like you have to love it or it comes
1: out off as inauthentic. Yes. And that's no way to live. Yeah. The, the business coach that I just hired, um, it's almost like a, like a contradiction. She's a business coach, but the reason that I, um, finally like really was drawn to her is because her main focus is authenticity. I love it. Um, and she really, she doesn't, she's not training, uh, her clients from a financial gain standpoint. It's literally, making that connection authentically for transformation of our entire world. And to me, like, it just made everything connect so much, so just perfectly. Yeah. It's everything from the physical part of it, you know, helping people be healthier, um, loving what I do, feeling like I have so much to offer, being excited to share my gifts, and then finding other people that weave into that without feeling that i'm threatened in any way by introducing another you know you need to see this girl she does reiki she's amazing or you know not thinking that i'm the only one that's going to give you these things that you need in your life and that comes with confidence
0: (laughs) and maturity Mm -hmm. because i remember first starting out um because i teach yoga and, and reiki master and um when i was first starting out if anyone did what I did, I would be slightly like unnerved and think, like, oh, am I fraudulent and they're the real deal and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. But the more you do it and the more it becomes second nature to you, the more you realize, oh, I, I can do this and what I can give you is different than what you can give someone because we're different people.
1: Yes. And there's plenty to go around. There's so much to go around, and the thing is too. I, I you know, I see trainers getting really intimidated and catty, and um, not being necessarily supportive of other people in our industry. And I just think, you know, there's there's some there there's a there's a lid for every pot. There's the client that I want to work with, and right. then there's a lot of them that are not the right fit for me for my soul's purpose, that yep. are not, you know, they're not going to hear the message that I'm trying to get through. They mm-hmm. want something different that I may not be the best person for them. So I think that when you stop to feel like there's such scarcity and competition and understand that you're not going to fit the needs of everybody. Yep. So seek the people that are are out there looking for your message. Right. Just keep talking, keep Posting, keep sharing. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, and totally. I just
0: like after this past few weeks of you know everything that's been going on, um, I really started to feel like I don't speak up on um, like Facebook or anything like that. I'm like I don't I don't want to engage with anyone about anything that you know I want to like all my friends. Yeah, but I have also come to the conclusion it's like you should completely be yourself. And be friends with people who completely agree with that. You know, not completely. Everyone can have a difference of opinion. But just, like, for the most part, why am I staying quiet when, you know, a friend from high school who I haven't seen in 30 years is, like, saying the most ridiculous stuff and, like, oh, but I still want to be friends with her. Like, why? Right. (laughs) Let's get rid of that. Yeah. Let's just be ourselves. And whoever likes that can like it. And whoever doesn't can unfriend and unfollow. And it's fine. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And that's, again, like what you just said about that confidence, confidence that you can say what you need to say. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, especially for women, I think that we've been, I'm sure for me and probably for you, taught all our lives to be a good girl. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to shed that and not to be a bad girl, but just like, I don't have to please everyone. Right. Right. Which is completely freeing.
1: It's so freeing. Yeah. It's so freeing. And I know, like with your girls, and I, I have one daughter too, I know that that's not what they think. Like, yeah. that's a condition, thank God, high five Jen, yeah. that we did not put upon them right. as kids. You know, my daughter, she's right now such an advocate for, you know, the what she believes in so publicly, which mm-hmm. is so opposite of her. She would never post anything on social media, and now she is just, you know, she's, she's found, found very, her voice. very vocal. And she said to me yesterday, she's like, I, so many people have stopped following me. Yeah. So many people are not interacting with me. And I said, "That's it's fine. That's good. It's fine. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yes. And, we're, oh, the part in your Facebook video also that I loved was you talking about just what we're talking about leaving a legacy Mm
1: -hmm. you know
0: how what do you want that to look like what do you want it to be like like when you think about when you you're gone from here what do you want people to remember about you what do you want to leave and i think the greatest thing as you said is that your children are picking uh, like lifelong loves to be their career, not just necessarily a job to make money. Yes. And that, I think that's amazing. That's the greatest legacy you could ever have. It's for them to follow their heart.
1: Yeah, and again, I think it just it puts them in an environment in their entire life that they could just be happier, which is going to make them more um, just better contributors to everything around them yeah you know it's like that ripple effect the world can be better because we're not all pissed off and he that our alarm just went off and we have to go to a place we don't want to be yeah so and and I feel like energy is
0: contagious and you remember growing up you know you'd walk into the kitchen and your mother could have her back to you but you would know if you were in trouble or not yeah you know there's energy yeah um and when you're around someone that has a great vibration and high energy and they're, they're running on all, all pistons or, you know, go. It's like, it's nice to be around people like that. Yeah. You know, to surround yourself with positive people who enjoy joy and abundance. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like, I've, I've said this analogy before, but if every single person in the world is a puzzle piece... If we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing if we don't do the work to figure out what is my soul's purpose then that puzzle piece doesn't fit into the big picture and I love that and it's it's really like everyone should have the opportunity and maybe moving forward now um, everyone will have the opportunity to figure out what their soul's purpose is yeah I hope I hope so too I so wh- when are we getting back in the gym, uh hopefully in the next 2ish weeks. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be yeah. amazing. When I feel I start, like people are going to have like PTSD from isolation.
1: I think so too. But like you said, you know when you were um get to see our family again, we kind of like don't really know what to do when yeah. we see a friend like, wait, you, like you, you start like yeah moving forward, like ready for that hug, it's and awkward, then you're like, oh nope,
0: wait. awkward two <laughs> seconds, of like hey buddy,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> elbow bump. It's so weird.
1: It's so weird.
0: It's so weird not to automatically like lean into like kiss a good friend hello or you know whatever. Like it's just so like oh I'm sorry now we have to have this awkward two seconds. Of, yeah,
1: but everybody feels it.
0: So yeah, I guess that's a it's so strange. Yeah. But then, you know, this is an opportunity for a reboot. And I know a lot of systems in our society are broken down. And then maybe we'll come out of this better educated, well-rested. Oh, yeah. A <laughs> little, little hungover.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know how I'm going to go back to those early classes. I know. But it's going to be so
0: great. Like, wow. once you get back into the routine... Um, but yeah, I, I usually wake up super early and I'm like still shuffling around in my pajamas at 9am and I'm like, <laughs>
1: who am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I think you said though that the, the reboot, I, there are so many positives that came out of this for me Yeah. with my children and just even, you know, even though the studio is closed, it just gave me such a whole different appreciation and like, you know, this next forward step. Of what is gonna happen at the studio.
0: Yeah. And, and I know you got to spend going. time with your daughter. Yeah. Which never happens because mm-hmm. she's so busy and you're so busy. Yeah. Um, I know I had my oldest, Beth, who's 30 years old. When is a 30 year old ever gonna move home for three months? You know, so and it it's, was the best, right? It's been great. Yeah. It's been great. Um, and so, do you have, you wanna talk
1: about the uh, program that you're gonna be offering? Yeah. So, um, this has shed a lot of information, you know, uh, not being able to be in the studio and not be able to really, um, meet the needs of my clients. You know, we, we hopped on the zoom wagon yeah. and we're doing classes, which are fun. Uh, got me definitely back into working out, which is great. Yeah. <clears throat> but I also realized that I think one of the first posts that I posted when I did my first zoom class, I posted it on social media and I said, for all of you guys that have always said, Oh my god, if I just live closer, I'd definitely work out with yeah. you. Yeah. Now you can. Yeah. And so many people reached out and you know, there's a lot of people that do connect with my messages. Yes. My message, my overall like approach to wellness, which isn't again just looking good. Right. Um, that that do want to work with me. So that's when I I really sought out somebody that can help me develop a program online to fit that space. And, you know, there's a million online coaches. A million. Yeah. But I I just, you know, everybody's different. We're all different. No, yeah. mine's not like that. Mine's right. <laughs> exactly. But I do believe that that what I'm offering is completely different. And, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of surveys and interviewing people that are so, uh, willing to be vulnerable and give me like really good, honest information. Women, there's several men. It's amazing. Like, um, we think that women, you know, have like this self image issues, but A lot of men do, too. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we're all human beings. Yes. And, you know, kudos to anybody that reaches out and asks, can you help me? Mm -hmm.
1: Because that's the bravest thing you could ever do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, I have developed a program, or I'm developing a program. It's a 12-week program. It's all going to be done online. We'll have um, a small group. I'm thinking maybe... 10 people maximum, and it will be mindset, it will be nutrition, and it will be exercise. Nice. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. And I just, I am really, really excited about it. So I'll definitely, through social media, kind of keep everyone updated about that. Okay, good. And, you know,
0: for anyone listening that is like, I would love to reach out, but I really can't. Um, just think of it like you know how great you feel when you get to help someone and what a gift that is to give to somebody else. Yeah. Like, that's really nice. Yeah. To ask for help and get it.
1: hmm Definitely. Definitely. So, so call genie people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, would you like to add anything else?
1: Um, let me think. I I... I don't know. I just uh, I posted something yesterday again on Facebook, and you know, as I'm scrolling through all of the responses, and again, I appreciate so much when people are just like vulnerable and they write stuff. But I just there's this constant. This constant message that's basically the same in almost all of the responses, even though they're different people that don't know each other, different age groups, different, you know, there's men, there's women, they just are so hard on themselves. They're just, the way that they look or that they're mad at themselves because they're not exercising or they don't look a certain way or they ate hot dogs for dinner last night or whatever it is, then it comes like this self-like Bad, like talking badly about themselves yeah. and just it just creates this this cycle and that's like a that's I my phrase so many times as I just tell people be gentle on yourself be kind to yourself yes come on and that's a that's a practice
0: thing too uh-huh. you know every time your mind goes to you piece of shit, yeah just stop no and you know like I know this sounds like Woo-woo or whatever, but it really helps too to create a mantra for yourself and write it down and put it on your bathroom mirror and Mm -hmm. say it every time you go into the bathroom. It's weirdly like hard to look at your own eyes in the mirror. But if you do and you say your mantra over and over and over again, like eventually that's gonna become like part of the default mechanism. Yes.
1: And that's what it is. Like there's an amazing, amazing book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Olson Um, and that's what it is it's just about creating like we want to get from here to there but it's not it's not a huge jump it's literally tiny little changes and these little steps that make things so much different
0: sorry sorry
1: sorry sorry killer killer I know he's a Um, seven pound Yorkie (laughs) but I think just realizing that it's it's doing one or two little different things a day or again, like changing the dial on the mm-hmm. radio station. Um, I think we just, we beat ourselves up because we get excited about something. Oh my God, I'm going to start this diet. Yeah, um, I'm going to walk And by the way, that happens to you week. too, right? Yes. Yeah. I am so human. Right. I do the same thing, except I know that I'm not going to look at what I just did the last three or four days, and today's a new day. Today's a new day. And if you know what? If I say I'm going to exercise today and then I don't, all right, tomorrow I will.
0: And I I think that's so approachable and normal because, you know, like none of my friends, my dream would be to open up, like, a really cool, not a boutique hotel, but, like, a little mini, like, retreat place and during the day, there's green juice and yoga and your stuff. You work out because you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> okay. And, okay. you know, there's cool grounds, and it's really pretty and aesthetically pleasing. And then at night, we set up a bar, and people sit around a bonfire outside and have drinks and be normal, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's like you can't always just all do one thing 100% all the time. You burn out and fall off that wagon and then think, like, forget it. I can't, I'm, I'm done. I ruined it. Mm-hmm. Like you can have one little
1: setback. Oh yeah. I think that people think that we like literally just eat salad and love to work out. <laughs> right. That's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, she sleeps eight hours a day. Yeah. She eats salad and she works out. I wonder how much water she drank yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, like I'm the first one at the studio. Like, oh my God, I had this amazing drink last yeah. night. <laughs> like, you know we're we're human, and I think that that's what makes us like more. You know that's the authenticity, like yeah. uh, authenticity. Like, I'm not going to pretend, right. like I don't do those things, right? Because I don't want you to feel like you have to be like this robotic person to yeah. get the goals that you want for this yourself. Is real life, yeah.
0: This is real. It's life. real
1: life, but I think in goal setting, I think that people need some guidance with that mm-hmm. because. It definitely helps to be accountable for some to mm-hmm. someone.
0: You know, like, I like signing up for your class or Lori's class because um, you're expecting me. Yes. You know, I have to go there. I paid the money. I'm going to go. You're expecting me, and I'm going to get the most out of it. Yes. Whereas these past few months on my own, I'm like, sit up and then lay there, watch TV. You know? <laughs> Come <laughs> here, math.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think setting unrealistic expectations or, um, and that could be too high or too low. Yeah. I just see, I just see where people really kind of like break trust with themselves Mm -hmm. because they said, you know what? I'm going to take this whole week. I'm off from work and this is what I'm going to do. And then it's day five and they haven't started it. And then they start that self-sabotage. like, "Oh, like, oh, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm such a loser. I can't even do that.
0: I know I'm a little crazy,
1: but I love
0: when I'm a little bit scared, you know, like before you get to, like before you get to Lori's power hour and I'm like, Oh
1: God, (laughs) this is going to be walking up that staircase. Like dread. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, and then it's, you feel so good when you did it because you're like, I'm such a badass. I just did
1: that and survived and I can't wait to do it again. And I think the challenge really is just taking get driving there, signing up for the class, like, getting oh, there. Push the button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. But it is. It's it's letting yourself be accountable to yourself. Mm-hmm. And there there is. There's a lot of pride in that. And you should be proud of yourself when yeah. you do that. Make yourself proud. Yeah, for sure. That's the best. Yep. Yes. Well, thank you, Jeannie Brady. My pleasure.
0: So find Jeannie on Instagram under uh
1: pilates for every bod and and on facebook uh my name Jeannie brady
0: and also american muscle studio on
1: instagram american muscle studios sweet well thank you so much
0: thank you i really love talking to you and i love your message and i'm so happy you found your soul's purpose thank you me too and i'm along for the ride all right Thank you, everyone. Get in touch with Jeannie. And also, if you like what you hear, you can go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. All right, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourself. Peace.